excited. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I was trying to find tinfoil upstairs so I could wear like a tinfoil hat to this one. Nice. But we apparently have none. All right. Either of you fellows do start. Have you started 75 hard yet? No, I, uh, <laughs> you guys kind of started it suddenly and independently. I'd... This is the worst week of my life. Really? No, but it fucking sucks. Which, which part is like the hardest? The time management. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Because if I, I have to work out in the morning and then I try to get a workout in the evening. But if I want to do anything with my family, like we wouldn't watch the Super Mario Bros movie. Yeah. I hadn't done my outside workout yet. So I'm literally like running around my stupid house at 10 o'clock at night getting destroyed by bugs, just hating my life. Yeah, that's where uh, we fell off too. My wife couldn't do the morning workouts and get ready for work. So I haven't been able to watch the Mandalorian, like anything that I like to do throughout the week is impossible to do unless I stay up stupid late. Yeah. So I told you guys I was doing carnivore, you know, I took like a two week break just from traveling home. And, um, we had, a the, like a Norwegian event down in San Antonio last weekend. And, uh, just preparing for some other shit, you know? So for like two weeks, I was like, I got a lot of stuff coming up, so I'm just going to carve up. And, uh, dude, I have never been more tired in my whole fucking life. Like every day, just tired. And I know it's because the carbs. So this week, um, coming back into this week, you know, I had already committed to, to getting back on my carnivore stuff and like no tiredness. It, It just like back to fucking life as usual. And, Hey, so the time management part sucks, you know, for what you're doing just because there's and I will be doing. But I was thinking about like the, the food piece, you know, and I'm like, you know, I got to make dinner every morning or breakfast every morning and dinner every evening. And like, you know, each one of those takes probably a half hour. But if I was to like drive somewhere and get food, it's going to take me 25 minutes, like at a minimum. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in the grand scheme of things, like I'm not really losing anything. It's just like the perceived commitment of time, you know, is, is the, is the, is the commitment to time standing at my stove and making myself food or is it in my car? Sure. But I've definitely the, the last few months learned to like just fucking get it in where I can fit it in. Like learning, for example, man, I've had to supplement a lot of my learning with just like podcasts while I'm driving or like, you know, letting a YouTube uh, video about, uh, some particular subject run in the background. I had to work this weekend, <clears throat> this last weekend, unfortunately. And it was like a lot of time on the road going further than I would normally commute and back and spending the whole day. That made it stupid hard as well. Like I was just yeah. doing push ups and sit ups and like lunges at the middle at the middle of the day during work and people were looking at me like I was a crazy person. It was also like twelve degrees outside and raining. 12 and raining, huh? Yeah. I guess they thought, that, that they thought I was trying to like prove something, but no, I'm like, no, I'm just an idiot. Like, <laughs> yeah. So this is kind of off of the 75 thing, but a guy at work asked me to like make sure he stayed on track and works out and everything with me. 
he has lost 30 pounds in two months. He's below 300 now. And we have gone from him pound dumbbells to doing 80 pound dumbbells today. Hell yeah. Without testosterone. Or any like extra shit. Like extra testosterone. I mean, they still probably have some amount of testosterone. Hell yeah, please. (laughs) That's the fuck, please. Oh, other new highlight that happened today. So I live in a super rural area where I can normally only get like two megs of download at most. Oh, ouch. Yeah, I don't understand how we even like make podcasts happen, to tell you the truth. However, my bill went down like 15 or 20 bucks, and now I'm downloading 150 megs. It was at 159 earlier. Wow. Um, nice. I, I mean, obviously, it doesn't matter now, but like Starlink expanded their uh, like high availability areas, and it covers you now. Last one I checked a couple months ago, it didn't, so that had to be pretty. No, I know this is like as of like a month ago. Oh, yeah, I would do that just because it's cooler. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, you guys know my buddy Chance. Uh, I don't know. If, I'm sure. Yeah, you know. Um, dude, he was like this motherfucker. <laughs> we were we were giving him all kinds of shit, man, because he was talking about like paying the the cable company to install fiber to his house because he lives rural, and he's like, I cannot fucking play video games. I can't do shit with my internet yeah. because it is so bad. So he's like, How much would it cost me to have a, a fiber drop out to my place? And we're like, Dude, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that but anyways man so he had gotten starlink dude and he had been on the wait list for like a year and a half two years or something like a long time and basically since he moved into his house and um he, he finally got like the one that i have like the starlink for rvs like the the mobile one and uh he was like dude like it's it's better but it's not it, it's still not good and uh a few weeks ago man they opened it up and now his shit's fucking screaming no kidding. Because because when you're when you're on like the this the the uh, RV one, it's ba- it's basically like best effort. So they prioritize other people over you. Um, but now he's not prioritized over. So he's like fantastic ping, um, you know. The, the, so low latency and uh, just screaming internet. Yeah, it's pretty rad. I, uh, because of my shit internet, I hadn't been able to play anything online. And, uh, so I jumped onto, like, just Warzone, which I tried to play, but it was a nightmare because just lagging all over the place. I yeah. get on, man. I put my headset on. I hadn't even, I used to talk to buddies on Xbox Live all the time. I get on, me and this, like, eight year old are fucking mobbing people. <laughs> I got 61 kills, first time playing in years. But, uh,. <laughs> <laughs> we go to the next game. He's like, join my party, bro. And I'm like, sure thing, eight-year-old. <laughs> he asks me, uh, he goes, is that your little brother talking? He's like, dude, that's my son. Like, I'm an old man. <laughs> and some uh, you hear some other dude with a mic on just start, like, laughing real deep. <laughs> His name was, like, Young Mike or something. I go, Mike, shut the fuck up. I'm an old man. Like, leave me alone. He goes, I'm old, too. That's why it's funny. So then me and Mike played for like two hours <laughs> nice he became he did that dude. with like an italian accent too so i was expecting like a mikey mm, hey, Mike, it, might have, 
it turns out that Mike's his son. <laughs> and he was playing on his Xbox account. I was like, let's go, dude. Nice. Yeah, that was nice. my feel good of the day. That's good stuff. All right, Joe, I you... feel like we should just jump hot and heavy into this fucking. Lead us in. I, I thought it was clever, right? Little green men talking about little green men. You know, mm-hmm. clever, clever like tagline. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I was thinking about it all day. I, I thought this. So I was like, Josh and Adam are gonna really laugh at this. I'm really proud. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it went through. <laughs> we'll we'll pretend that it's Alright, my picture quality is like significantly more doo doo, but can you guys hear me? I feel like you look yeah. better. You look good. Oh thanks. This uh I think the fuzziness really highlights my blue eyes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, Joe, Dude. beautiful. Yeah. Um yeah, all right. So I guess we're in a pretty good place then to to talk about some fucking little green men talking about little green men. Like we got to do it little all over again. Talking about little green men. Yeah, Joe, little take us away. Talking about little green men. I I, I feel like it, it the the right way to start this is like through inquiry. So like I already gave you a lot of my two cents and I got fucking that was two cents out of like fucking a hundred dollars. So I mean take that with a grain of salt. But um where where do we want to start this? <laughs> why to believe, why you should believe, why it's fun. Um yeah, okay. So, I mean, there's a, there is a lot of, like, intrigue to the, like, a lot of people, like, you know, the, uh, uh, maybe it was, like, an X-Files thing, but there was, like, the I want to believe thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was yeah. X-Files. So, I mean, there's, I think for, for most people who do believe in aliens, like, there is that aspect of it, right? And the people who don't believe in, in aliens and ghosts and shit like that, like, it's the, the opposite of that. Like, they because they don't want to believe so a lot of I, I think i think a lot of the sentiment is driven by um do i want to believe or do i not want to believe subconsciously right not yeah. not like not overtly um which is why i think like given more recent evidence there's a lot of people who are like yeah actually like i totally did not believe in ufos or uaps as they're called now uh until more recent times but those same people who didn't believe for a long time probably still don't believe in like ghosts and fucking yeah. Demogorgons, the, the fucking Wendigos and Skinwalkers and shit. Uh, <laughs> Wendigos. So, so <laughs> I want to throw in since you brought up like since you brought up ghosts and stuff. So my grandma just passed away and we had the funeral last weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry and to hear that. I didn't know that. That's okay. But thank you. But anyways, uh, a few few years back when my grandpa had passed away. And I was at the funeral, there was just like a feeling that there was a presence of like him watching. Yeah. But this time at my grandma's funeral, it felt like the church was empty. Really? Like there was no one there. Yeah. That so is... I don't know if that means anything, but... That's... That's really interesting, actually. Yeah. But anyways, back on track. I just want to throw that in there before I forget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, so a lot of people have like kind of those experiences 
um, immediately after the death of a loved one. And I mean, from what I've like seen and heard and read and stuff, it sounds like a lot of it is kind of tied to how close they were to that particular person. Um, but to me, what it, what it always seemed like or feels like is like, if you were like, let's say you were getting ready to deploy. Right. And you were like, I, I, I don't, I don't have time to go see a hundred different people. But I, I do want to make sure that there's a few key people that I want to make sure that I say bye to. So I'm going to swing by and say hi and bye before I, you know, take off for, for the old uh, for the old long sleep. So, you know, maybe it was one of those things. And since one of your grandparents or, yeah, since your grandma passed before your grandpa, maybe when when uh, when she went out, you said it was your grandma, right? Yeah, my grandpa before her right yeah so um so yeah your grandpa already passed and so maybe you know when your grandma went last week she was just like these guys are all right i'm gonna get i'm gonna get up there to my husband and you know my parents like, and fuck it. i'm out peace yeah honestly man it's kind of wild so, we're having this conversation because like two months ago my grandpa both my grandparents like died within three days of each other mm-hmm but like in my head, it's like the same kind of thing. Like uh, they were they were actually set like geographically separate at the time. My grandmother had uh, dementia pretty bad, and like we just finally moved her to a home because it was getting too much. So my grandfather had been stressed out trying to take care of her, and he'd be- he'd been like the healthy one. But uh, so he had a heart attack. He-, he seemed fine, then he died in his sleep a couple days later. But they'd been like. My grandmother wouldn't even know, and even if you told her, she probably wouldn't know what's going on. But within, like, 72 hours of him passing, she passed. I wonder if it's, like... Like, I like to think it's one of those just, like, soul connection kind of things. Yeah. I, I, they were meant for each other. Yeah. Mm. I really believe that. I, um... So I'm not going to go through like the whole like personal history of my wife's family, but my wife's grandpa just passed and uh, her grandma had passed away like several decades ago. And uh, so, so really it was, um, and her aunt passed away a long time ago too. But um, my, my wife's grandparents had three children. So one girl, two boys. And uh, so it was the two sons and the dad basically for a really long time. And uh here recently, man, like I am convinced that Don just was like, you know what, like I, and he, he'd even told, you know, my wife something to this effect, but he was like, I want to get to my wife. Like, I, I think that he saw that like his, his legacy was in a good place that his grandkids were all doing great. They were all having kids. And he was like, you know what, like, I'm not going to fuck around and go to a funeral home. Like, you know, mentally, this is just where he was, but like, he was just, his health degraded pretty significantly over time but a lot of people when you talk to them like in their 60s and 70s they're like i'm fucking terrified of dying um but i've noticed that like when they really get to their end to the end of their lives like you know particularly in don's case i don't think don had any fear of dying he was just like i'm ready to go like i want to get to my wife which is a beautiful thing you know of course yeah so other than alien, being abducted by aliens being like one of my biggest fears. <laughs> my other fear is like, not really a fear, but if my wife passes away before me, like I don't want to get remarried because I love her, but also because like 
what the fuck happens when I get to the other side? Like, do I have two wives? Does one cancel out? Whoa. Like, I've never yeah. thought of that. Like, what happens there? Am I Mormon all of a sudden? I don't know. Huh. <clears throat> I've thought about that, too, and I, I, I like, I don't know. It, there's a million different directions that you could go with that from, like, a spiritual perspective, but what seems the most likely to me, if you were to um, concede to you know, a lot of doctrinal religions and spiritual beliefs, what would make the most sense is that, like, whichever one was, like, truly the love of your life, but... There's a lot of people who die, and it's just like uh, a giant spiritual orgy when you die. So, I don't, so maybe like I don't know. Well, if that's the case, I'm gonna be a little upset when I get there if she goes before me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've just been having an orgy up anything, here. Just like, you've been you've been fucking other dudes up here. Oh, okay, that's how it is. oh man. Bitch. If I could, twenty years late to the spirit orgy. <laughs> <laughs> a few billion dudes later, man, that's a rough way to look at it. <laughs> oh fuck, yeah. yeah. So, I, it, me and me and Josh talked about this a little bit a few weeks ago, and I, I think also that a lot of people would separate. You know, it, it's really like two branches of kind of paranormal paranormal sh- shit, right? Like ghost stuff and well i'm gonna i'll actually take that step further right so you have like just straight up like spiritual the beliefs and then kind of doctrinal religious beliefs and then fucking aliens like they they're all pretty separate actually um and and i say that because like you know you have like wiccans and stuff like that and just like deeply spiritual people who don't believe in any kind of religious text right um, and you have religious people who are like, nah, that witch stuff doesn't even make sense. Like, how is there magic? Well, I mean, if, if you believe in religion, you kind of believe in magic. But, um, and then you have aliens, which w- we separate them cognitively because we see aliens as being this biological thing, right? That's moving around in uh, something that that we would see as like physical and like native to our universe, right? Um, and so we just naturally kind of segment these things that like, I am not entirely convinced are segmented, right? Like, I, I don't think that they're, that they're in their own separate containers. I, I like, I, I I'm going to say all of this and I, I know that we've talked about this to some degree, but I will say that like, number one, nothing that I, that I'm saying, I, uh, believe to be hundred percent fact, right? I, I don't even know that I believe it to be 1% fact, um, it's just me speculating on a lot of different things and kind of speaking out loud. So that's a so, big headline there because just because I say something doesn't mean I believe it. Uh, what were you about to say? I was going to say, if you buy into like the whole world simulation or we're living in a simulation, I, love I could see how the two would definitely tie together. Yeah. Yeah. That's a valid point. Like a higher being and, you know, their consciousness is in us, and when we pass away here, you go back to there. Mm-hmm. Yep, that is uh, that that's that's one very valid. And then if uh, going off percent. that, if you believe in ghosts, that's just uh, consciousness that got lost, maybe. Or I don't think that anybody is actually like ever like permanently here. I, and this, okay, so I'm going to headline this part with 
this is one of the this is a, a Joe Carpenter belief. This isn't uh you know, not hundred percent fact, I'm pretty malleable in my beliefs, but um I, I think that ghosts are actually like fragments. I think that the people who are stuck here are like what we would traditionally think as like the more scary shit, like Wendigo and Skinwalker and stuff like that. Like things that are like anchored. You'll hear me use the word anchored a lot when I'm talking about paranormal stuff. Um but I, I think that that the more evil shit is like anchored here and at traditional ghosts, you know, like the little kid running down an alleyway. I think that that's just like a fragment of, or like an echo, you know, which is why a lot of times they say and do the same sh- the, the same things, you know? Yeah. So it's and almost like they're stuck in time and you're yeah. just seeing a fragment of that. Mm hmm. That would mean that would be my belief on that. Um. So I I I know I've asked this before, but are either of you guys pretty familiar with like Skinwalker Ranch? Yeah. Okay. So I've never seen the show. Um. I've never seen the show, but I did. You know, I've watched a, a few different documentaries on it. Um. Listened to a lot of podcasts on it. Read a lot on it. Um. And a lot of my, I, I guess my current like trains of thought or like unifying theories have come from, from Skinwalker ranch because it serves as like a really good example of like documented witnessed, um, maybe not like, uh, recorded, you know, cause that whatever is doing it is, is obviously smart enough to keep doing things that like they, the way that they describe it is like every time something would happen, we would find a way that we could test that thing that happened or like capture that thing that happened. And then the next, the very next thing that would happen would be something completely different that we weren't able to capture because it did something different. Um, and I say it is, you know, it could be, they it could be nothing. Right. Um, it, it meaning whatever you want it to mean. Um, and so, but, but I started thinking about a lot of different things and this is kind of the crux of the conversation that I had with Josh a couple weeks ago, but it's what I started thinking about is uh, just space time, right? So the earth is spinning at, you know, 17,000 some odd miles an hour and it's going around the sun at, you know, however many hundred and whatever thousand miles an hour. And it's traveling through space, like around the galaxy, the sun and all the planets are moving through space around the galaxy at even faster speeds. So if you were across the universe, right? Or across the galaxy, you're in a different dimension and you're like, Hey, I want to travel to this point. I want to go to earth. And you set a point, right? And you went to that point by the time you got there, fucking earth is long gone. Like, you know, if you're talking about finite places in space and time, earth is long gone. Sun's long gone. You're like, Oh shit. That's like, it moved like a whole fucking half a light year away. So I, I started thinking about, um, Skinwalker Ranch and a lot of the different things that have been experienced there, you know, like the the little portals and shit that'll pop up. But like a, 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 a lot of people have experienced like sounds coming from underground, right? Like metallic sounds and shit like that. Um, and and like being scared off from trying to dig. And like if people do dig, then like what like whatever is out there just starts fucking with them, you know, like permanently. Sometimes well, when I say permanently, long term. Um, and so I'm like, okay, well. If if you're this this interdimensional creature or interstellar creature and you're trying to get to from point A to point B and point B is Earth, what is the easiest way to get there? Uh, through a wormhole. But 
it, again, same thing with the wormhole. So that what would make the most sense is if those wormholes were anchored somewhere. And so we have, you know, these different places on Earth, like uh, the Bermuda Triangle and like uh, uh, somewhere off the fucking west coast of California, because there's a lot of shit that's like experienced in the ocean out there. And we have these transmedium uh, vehicles, right? So like they go from space to atmosphere to water like it was nothing, right? And they can go hundreds of miles an hour in the water, which is unheard. There's no human technology that could even come close to achieving that. Um, and so I'm like, okay, these are probably anchors to whatever portals or points or whatever travel mechanism they're using um, to move either from a different dimension or from a different place in space, right? I, I, time, to me, um, this could just be my own arrogance, but, you know, a lot of people say that they're like, you know, uh, uh, there's like the time dimension and people who have mastered all 11 or creatures that have mastered all 11 dimensions, they, they can tr travel through time as if it was space. Right. And sure. Maybe that's true. Um, but then it kind of defeats the purpose of having time in the first place. So I don't know that I necessarily believe that personally, um, just being able to like experience and live through and travel to any point in space and time, but maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. Um, but we'll just use space and time for now or space for now. Um, so I, I think that that's what's happening with those. There's also a lot of talk. Well, it's been discussed. It's been discussed. So Lou Elizondo, you know, who people talk about a lot. One of the things that, that he mentioned kind of briefly uh, from his interactions with a high ranking military official, right. in the DOD was that, um, the, the, this general's belief was that these were or these aliens, quote unquote aliens, were actually demons. And when I heard that, I was like, "Oh man, you know that's crazy as fuck." But that actually helps, um, kind of unify a lot of these different things, right? And so that got me thinking about other shit, right? So like one of the things I could could not rationalize. I mean, dude, I'm talking for fucking decades i could not rationalize this was like why would a fucking alien want to fuck with a cow or like mm -hmm. any any little creature that's running always around. livestock yeah well well i've actually um i've seen some things where like there was even like deer and like okay. elk and shit um so i don't i don't know maybe just remnant it, it could be remnant i don't know uh like remnant animals um so I don't know. And maybe it's not just those. Maybe those are just more noticeable to us because they're mm -hmm. bigger. You know, it could be fucking frogs, right? Um, but I started thinking about this and I'm like, why in the fuck would, would an alien want to fuck with a cow? Like, it just doesn't, it, it like, for any rational human being, like, it almost invalidates the whole argument of aliens. Because you're like, yeah, these aliens came down, man. They were fucking just sucked the blood out of this cow. You're like, okay. That's so ridiculous that like now I don't believe in aliens, you know. Um, <laughs> and so more recently, I heard something that really kind of prompted this for me. And uh, I was I was listening to a podcast or something. And it was about it was about possessions, and there was a priest on there, and uh, he was talking about like different things that he had experienced, and he just kind of passively. This, again, this is one of those like like just happened in an instant things, but. When he was talking about this, he was talking about a demon that had possessed an animal. And I was like, huh, that's pretty crazy. 
why would a demon possess an animal? And then I thought about it, and I'm like, it's probably an easier victim, you know? Like, when you think about, like, a spiritual creature like a human, uh, you know, whether they're good or bad, it doesn't really matter, but just the constitution of a human, they must be pretty hard to inhabit, because otherwise, you know, one would think it would happen more often. Um, But an animal seems like it would be pretty easy. So, maybe aliens are demons and like you know some little fucking rogue demon alien is like hey i'm gonna go take over the body of this fucking cow and then the other alien homies so you also could subscribe to the fact that or to the idea rather that there are good and bad aliens right because i mean like almost everybody who believes in aliens believes that there's like good and bad aliens right sure uh yeah or or they're like, I don't know, and maybe they're all good or maybe they're all bad. Uh, but maybe there's some good aliens out there that are like, yo, we can't have fucking Bob the Demon running around in this cow husk, so <laughs> let's go snatch him up. And so they fucking show up in their little fucking materialized fucking Earth Universe craft, and they fucking suck his fucking blood out, and they're like, sorry, cow, we had to kill you, but can't let him... So let, it's almost like out Ghostbusters? Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Alien it, Ghostbusters? It, it, yeah. <laughs> It sounds outlandish, I know. It really does sound outlandish, but this is, again, these aren't things that I necessarily believe. These are just me fucking spitballing ideas, because really, that's all we have, is ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I, I do believe that UAPs 100% exist, um, and I do believe in ghosts, and by that same token, I I do believe in angels and demons, and Actually, I wouldn't even say angels and demons. I'll, I'll say um, benevolent and malevolent creatures, right? Um, that are outside of our understanding. And I, I, one thing I do believe is God, right? I do believe in, in God. Um, but outside of God, kind of as a static point around which I believe most other things, um, the rest is pretty malleable. Um, and I, I think that, you know, the the reports of skinwalkers and wendigos and stuff like that like i i even even if one percent of them are real that's still a lot of fucking experiences you know um so there's no way to say that there's nothing happening because there is absolutely something happening and it, it whatever is on the other side of that happening thing it, it's it's it has to be intelligent because otherwise we it would have it would have been easily documented and and or captured or recorded at some point. And sometimes it gets hard, you know, because there are recordings, but there's so many fake fucking recordings that you, you don't even know what's yeah. real and what's not anymore. And it's so easy up. to fake them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's getting easier. Like I hate the ghost hunting shows and all the paranormal shows. Because they've all turned into like, oh, what was that? Oh my god, commercial. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, did That's... you hear that? It said my name. Like, yeah. Robin, you're just so saying that... that, so I think I hear your name now. Um, and, and this isn't me dogging on Skinwalker, the the like the show, you know, mm-hmm. that's on History Channel or whatever channel it's on, because I'm sure it's a great show and it's probably no, pretty entertaining. It's... Um, it's but... not. <laughs> If there was something groundbreaking that came out of that, I would hear about it before the episode came out anyway. Oh, yeah. You know? So, I, you know, I, I got a lot of other things to do besides, like, dedicating, you know, 10 hours of my life. And frankly, hoping like somebody a, finds something that you know they're not going to find. Yeah. Or, like, um, 
Dude, what was that one up in Canada where they were like trying to find like the Ark of the Covenant or whatever the fuck it was? Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude, Oak Island, like, that's really interesting. It is legitimately interesting. But again, if something came out of that, if they found the fucking Ark of the Covenant, I'd hear about it on the news before I heard about it on that show. So, you know, let's be honest. Yeah. I can and there's find probably stuck on those shows sometimes, but yeah. they're, just, dude, they're I... just a waste of time. Um, it's been it's been years since I've seen it, but man, I, I could watch some fucking ancient aliens. Like, because, uh, you know... Uh, you can get yes. some gems out of that, dude. Like yeah, yeah, memes and just fucking like some <laughs> solid fucking like pot juice where you're like, man, that is wild as fuck. Like, am I high? Did I fucking eat the wrong thing? <laughs> uh, so, have you guys ever seen the comedian Andrew Scholes? Yeah. I don't know. Hilarious. But have you seen his uh, bit about the pyramids? I think like, I might have oh, yeah. just recently. Pyramids in Egypt, there's all these theories. Oh, aliens built it. Nope, slaves built it. Aliens did this. He's like, no, they didn't. You ever see the ones in Mexico? There's no doubt about it. Like, yep, Mexicans built it. Oh, I did see that. It was aliens. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. I don't know. Did you guys watch... uh, So, I did watch the um, Ancient Apocalypse. The uh, uh, Graham, Graham Hancock that that series because it was really interesting there was a ton of filler in there and i'm like graham you could have made this fucking five episodes bro there was a ton I'm of filler a thousand percent in belief that there was a modern civilization that had technology that we don't use now or probably haven't even came up with at some point i agree <laughs> i do believe that yeah um, i think it ultimately probably caused their downfall yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah probably I feel like um, it's being pretty widely accepted too, which is going to be interesting to see like how wi- how widely it does get and if that starts to actually change history books or what we could find out more. Yeah. That's like yeah. going to be the in our lifetime thing, I would think. Yeah. That's true. Uh I I do believe it will. And I I think that that, that also raises a lot of questions, you know, uh about spirituality and religion and stuff like that too um because in the one hand it, it kind of validates a lot of the old ancient texts you know with the floods and yada 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 but in the other hand um it raises the question if if your text start at this point right at this flood what was the, what was the dominating religion and what was the beliefs before that point did god exist before the flood um I mean, you know, obviously the Abrahamic religions do believe that he did, but like, where, what was the, what was that, what was that belief grounded on before the floods? Were the texts for that before the floods? Because just like, um, think about any major event, right? Like, you could just like say, uh, I'm trying to think of how to like phrase this. So I, I use, fucking world war two right like your grandparents existed before world war two right um if, if you didn't have any history about your your grandparents before world war two but like they did some gangster ass shit in world war two and then you know people started to like know who they were after that well then you just make up whatever happened before world war two you know what i'm saying like oh they existed right and so oh, my point there is that like 
you know, giant flood happens and people are like, oh, it's because we need to atone for original sin or whatever. And um, so, like, you know, God's existed this whole time, but, like, we don't really know what happened before the flood. Like, I don't know, there were some giants or something like that. So, like, yeah, he was there. Cool. You guys get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's not, there's not like 20,000 years of history before the great floods. Um, but dude, speaking of the floods, whatever the fuck happened to the Scablands in Montana or whatever, that shit, like Adam is talking about being scared of being abducted by aliens. Those fucking floods in the American Northwest, like carving out miles and miles and miles of like canyons, dude, that I, I would just jump in because I would be so ter- so terrified. Like I would just fucking kill myself if I saw that. Like yeah, I was like standing on a ridge and there was that much water moving through that fast. I'd be like going for a dive. I don't, I don't know. I need to know more about whatever you're talking about. Yeah, I don't. Um, okay. Th- yeah, that's fair. Um, so it, it, in ancient apocalypse, what what uh, Graham he, he spends like a whole episode talking about it with uh, Randy. Was it Randy Carlson? Is that the guy's name? Um, and they're they're up in like Idaho or Montana or something like that, and and basically like they're showing the proof of major floods. And when I say major, dude, I am talking biblical. Like, yeah, the the evidence that exists in that region from the floods is like it's fucking bonkers. Um, because like they're out there, and like you know how uh, when you take a picture of like the moon, like it looks small and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, cameras never justify like the 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 grandeur of things. So they're standing on this canyon and they're like, "This is huge!" And like, even in the camera, you're like, "Damn, that is huge!" I and it's um, you know just those giant ravines that were carved out by flowing water, just uh, unbelievable amounts of flowing water, like oceans worth of flowing water. And uh, that's what I'm talking about. Like whatever you know, the the ice caps melting like instantaneously mm-hmm. and resulting in catastrophic flooding that is just unimaginable. That would be the most terrifying thing I think that somebody could ever witness. So whatever whatever natives were living in America at that time, just like chilling and watching this water go by after like all their homies already got swept <laughs> up on it, they're like, oh shit, that is a lot of water. There's a lot of fucking water. Um, yeah, we kind of digress a little bit, uh, but speaking hey, of natives, there's a lot of like native beliefs on, you know, people coming from the stars and, um, not people coming from the stars, but you know, other like bad people being rebranded as, you know, like cannibals being rebranded as, uh, skinwalkers and Wendigos. And I, I forget what those giants were called up in, uh, in like Canada, the like ice giants that they were cannibals and then. They became giants, and they have to live forever just eating people. Can either of you break down Wendigos a little bit more for me? That one I'm not super versed in. Can't even uh, see that. From, from my understanding, a Wendigo is more of a demon cannibal. Yeah. It's there to kill you, cause you harm, eat you to survive. Yeah. I, I don't know. Skinwalkers are a more of the order of like a witch. Mm. Yes, they were the Maybe witches. Possession stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like the bigger part of their uh, of the differences is their appearance, right? 
because um, it's hard to say what their motives are or like where they really came from you know if again you sus- subscribe to their existence but uh, a skinwalker is called a skinwalker because they can change their skin so and they can also like mimic you know uh, like Josh looks them in the eyes and now they know your thoughts and they can mimic your voice and they can you know a lot of times they'll they'll take on the shape of like a coyote or a wolf um, but they'll usually be like abnormally sized and walk funny. Um, but they, they can take on pretty much any like animal shape. So, um, and I, I don't know if this is true, but I've also heard there's good and bad skinwalkers. Like there's, I had not heard about there's there being good, good ones, ones but it was in certain hurt. cultures where they come around to punish evildoers. And that's their like job in life. I don't even know that I would necessarily be upset if that was the case. No, yeah. Bring him on. <laughs> uh, bring him into the city. Shit. Stop staying out rural. <laughs> um, okay, and then Wendigos are, they're more like a, I, I would say that they fall more into the category of like a, um, like a nature spirit. They usually have like the deer antlers and like, um, like an elongated, like uh, like deer skull kind of face, um, but they'll have like human legs oftentimes, but they're kind of like backwards, and so they take on the shapes of like multiple creatures, um, or like multiple char- characteristics from different creatures, um, including like a humanoid shape, and but the uh, the antler thing is really what sticks out to me, and why it, it always feels like more of like a like a nature spirit kind of thing. Um, but they're usually like pretty fucking scary, like in, in the experiences that people have with them. This is something that Josh and I talked about too, Adam. And this is, this is another one of those things. that's like hard for me to rationalize that I've spent probably an unreasonable amount of time thinking about um, <laughs> is if so if, you know, Wendigos and Skinwalkers and stuff exist and whatever other accompanying creatures like, you know, the Fae and fucking Leprechauns and shit, um, if they do exist, elves and gnomes, right? Um, why? So I would think that, like, if they were capable of physical harm to a human and not just, like, mental mental anguish, right? Like, just, like, scaring the fuck out of people. If they were capable of physically harming humans... Why haven't? Why hasn't there ever been a case where, like, because I've never heard one. I mean, I've listened to a lot of shit, read a lot of shit, seen a lot of shit, but I've never seen an instance where there was like two people and one of them got away and the other one disappeared, right? Um, and the the one that got away was like, yo, it was a fucking Wendigo. I've never like seen or heard of that happening. So I don't know if like their intent is strictly like maybe they're physically incapable of actually, you know, like. Like like evil spirits, right? Like I mean, from from time to time, like you'll hear those stories, or you'll 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 see like um, some exorcist shit where it's like, yeah, all of a sudden, like you know, this person had scratches down their back, and like, you know, whatever. But like, they were never killed. They never got yeah. like you know a fucking broken leg out of it, or maybe they did, and I, I'm just not seeing those ones. I don't know. But my point being is, um, maybe they exist kind of in between two worlds right you know like the same kind of realm where where we traditionally think of ghosts existing but they also can kind of project an image into this world too 
And so they can scare the fuck out of people. They can move really fast, you know, almost instantly to our perception. They can um, do things that just like scare people, but they, they, they can't lay hands on them, I guess is kind of where I'm going with that. I, I don't know. Kind of like um, there's uh, rules that bind yeah. them to. That's actually, that was the word that I used with Josh is like, there's like some cosmic rule where it's like, if you no longer belong to this fucking dimension, you cannot physically fuck with humans. You know, maybe that's for the malevolent and benevolent, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that, that really, that opens up a whole nother can of worms and that dives into the spiritual <laughs> and religious. And, you know, having been raised Catholic, that I think that that's one of the reasons that I kind of thought of that initially was like, if it was just fair game for good and evil spirits to um sorry I lost my train of thought thanks Josh uh, <laughs> yeah having having been raised Catholic right like you, you you're you're taught to understood that there is heaven and there's hell and um, that's where people right. go when they die regardless of um like what happens here after they die, once they, you know, leave their, their body, um, they're judged and they go to one or the other, or, you know, uh, uh, most people believe in a purgatory, but, um, and I want to preface that with saying I'm not Catholic anymore, but, um, the, but just that idea that there is like a definitive, destination when you die based off of how you act in this world kind of had me thinking about well you know if that's true and like again going back to like people's experiences i'm like well maybe they're maybe they're not allowed to fuck with us you know like to physically fuck with us they they can they they can change the course of of a person's life you know by like you know planting thoughts and ideas and um and just fucking with them but like they can't they they can't just be like outright like you know what Adam you're too fucking nice I'm I'm gonna fucking slit your throat in your sleep you know like no yeah. no ghost has ever done that no demons ever done that no Wendigo has ever fucking so, slit their throat in their sleep since we've kind of gone more down this uh, spiritual route ghosts and and but is it are they different though that was that was my point earlier today is are yeah. they different are so, they the same topic there's I think they could be, but if they can't mess with us, so I've had a few experiences at work where it's definitely, it's not like evil feeling at all, but uh, one of our stations, for instance, you know, lights will turn on, doors will slam, things like that, but I've had instances where I've been asleep not like completely asleep but you'll hear a voice right before we get a call mm. like one time it sticks out there was a voice that screamed fire like That's wild. literally screamed fire 30 seconds later our tones dropped for a house fire yeah see that's like, crazy it woke me up and now guys have said oh it's, you're just dreaming whatever but I truly believe, like, that happened. Like, down to my very core, there was a voice that screamed fire, woke me up, and we had a call. 
or a house fire. Yeah, see, I, I I do think that that happens. You guys know uh, Travis Walton, the the guy that they made the movie about, the Fire in the Sky. Yeah. Okay, no. so that it, movie scared the shit out of me. Dude, absolutely fucking. Oh terrifying. my god. Oh my god. Um, I, I don't want to get into like the whole story of it, so I'll kind of just give you the cliff notes, Josh, and uh, mm-hmm. explain a little bit of background on this. But, um, long story short, in like the seventies mid 70s late 70s or early 80s or something like that there was uh there were some loggers and they were out logging and uh, like at the end of the day when the, the when the sky was turning dark they were driving home and uh they they saw what what they thought was a fire in the sky or like a, a fire um they thought the it was a forest line. fire they thought it was a forest fire so they go up to investigate and it turns out that there's a fucking alien ship there and it's got a light shining down on the ground and so travis walton jumps out of the truck and he runs up to the light and uh it it he like tries to leave or something anyways it takes him okay and so his friends get back to town and they're like yo dude like this is fucking what happened and everybody's like no you guys are so full of shit needless to say every single person involved in this took multiple polygraph tests okay and there so it turns out like this is legit um this is well documented so like if you were to like wikipedia they'd be like yeah this was disproven by this fucking guy yada 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 it turns out that there was like legitimate um people in like the bureau and the agency that were like paying people off to be like, yeah, I'm an expert in this. And this is like, they actually lied and like, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, but they passed all their polygraph tests and they still fucking, you know, all these, you know, multiple decades later still maintain the exact same story. He was on a, he did an episode with Joe Rogan. Um, and, uh, so he was talking about how, you know, after the events of that, so Adam, you'll find this interesting, but he, he does, make a point to say that like the movie is is of course you know dr- uh dramatized however you'd say that um right. and some things where like he he told them no this is the way that it happened but they were like yeah but this is hollywood so we're gonna do it this way right like you know particularly some parts in the ship so anyways he he he, he the way that he tells the story is that years later like he started to to believe that they weren't actually trying to hurt him. Like when they took him, he think he believes he maintains that what, ha- what he thinks happened is that when he jumped into that light, you know, being the fucking dumb young kid that he was, um, when he jumped into the light that it, like he, it fucked him up. Like it hurt him or like killed him or was about to kill him or something to that effect. And so they, you know, the entities were like, Oh shit. Like, now we're fucking laser beam fucked this dude up. So now we got to fix him. That's why they took him was to fix him. But, you know, he was, he was terrified the whole time he was on the ship. And then, uh, so this is where it gets crazy. Right. Uh, and this is, he talks about this on Joe Rogan's episode. So you guys should check it out. It's actually, it was a very good episode, but say the guy's name again, please. Travis Walton. Thanks. Um, so Travis is talking about how he, uh, there was another incident like on a highway out in like Nevada or something like that. But uh, he was talking about how years later he was laying in bed and something woke him up and like made him go to his child's room. And when he got to his child's room, his child had like slid on, like, you know, like in like a bunk bed or like a bed, how like sometimes there's like metal rails and stuff like yeah. across the top and like, you know, going sideways, his child's head had slid into that metal rail and the, his child was suffocating. Oh. And so he, he had gotten into the room just in time to see that his child suffocating and save his child. So, it, it, but he's like, something woke me up like something told told like he told me to go into my child's room and yeah. and that's what i found my child was about to die and um 
So, yeah, you know, I mean, that that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, maybe maybe there's good and bad, right? And and maybe these these UAPs or whatever you want to call them, maybe they legitimately are just like for all you know, for lack of a better term, angels and demons, and their uh, mode of transportation in our universe is whatever craft you know we're we're witnessing, right? You know, whether it be the Tic Tac or these you know mm-hmm. those fucking thinned saucers or whatever. Um, and so I, I I always found that one really interesting. I have several stories that I could tell, and maybe I'll save that for the I, I will save that for the next episode, but um. Not not necessarily just about aliens, but most people who are like, uh, I would say, like feel strongly about spiritual and you know, um, alien kind of subjects have experiences that are, I would say, like uh, spiritual. You know, they they like yeah. it. It's uh, it just sticks with them for a long time. And and I, I have a few different ones. And uh, over over my lifetime, you know, I've I've spent. Like there was some things that I didn't think about for a really long time, like really long time. And then I look back and I'm like, wow, what the fuck? Um, but I also like, you, you guys know me well enough to know that like, I'm a very like scientifically minded person, you know, like I just don't believe anything without with, I wouldn't say without evidence because sometimes there's enough coincidence that those coincidences kind of equal evidence. Right. Um, and some people will tell you that that's not how it works, but that is absolutely fucking how it works. Um, but I'll save some of those, but, but to, to kind of go back to your point about like the, you know, the Banshee, um, maybe, maybe that's just them interacting with us, but they're not able to like physically, physically shove you. Right. Like, yeah, there's no, there's no tap on your shoulder or anything. And some people believe that our whole universe, uh, you know, I mean, like the, um, like in Hinduism, and a, a lot of spiritual people, they, they believe that our entire universe is just vibrations and sound. So maybe they can use sound. Maybe that's fair game, you know? Uh, I mean, most people experience some kind of sounds or a lack of sound. Wendigos, by the way, Josh, if you're yeah. ever walking through the forest and you hear it go completely silent, like absolutely no sound at all, no birds chirping, no crickets, no nothing. Shit's about to go down. You're probably about to get eaten by a Wendigo. Ah, I hate you. dude some of the people some of the experiences people have had again you know even if only one percent of them are real man that shit is fucking terrifying not as terrifying as oceans worth of water fucking running across the ground and just wiping the slate clean but still equally terrifying so what are your thoughts on where sometimes like a past life intruding on current times Like, there's a story of a kid. He would always talk... He was fascinated with, like, World War II airplanes. Yeah, I'm, I know the story, but you should tell it anyway. And, and his parents were like, oh, how do you, like, how do you know so much about this airplane? Like, you're five years old, you can't read yet, couldn't read a book. And this kid straight up told his parents, oh, I used to fly one. I was a pilot in the war. And could describe missions that this plane had been on. And they can't explain Like, there's no reason why this kid would know this information. Didn't at, they? Like, five years old. Yeah, but he gave names. And, like, didn't they find the, the, the name of the guy that he said that he was that was a pilot? Yeah. 
Yeah. He knew he had been someone else. Yeah. And he could name people that he had served with and that were on his flight crew and whatnot. When you say he like knew he'd been someone else, it was just a random person, a random other person. Was there any like connection nope. genetically nope. or what? No family connection, I don't think. Yeah, just completely random person. Yeah. Man, that's that. You know, god damn, that's a whole bag of worms too. <laughs> I, I, but you know, that goes back to if the if everything we know is a simulation being played out by some sort of higher being. Could that one person's simulation have ended and got put back into someone or escaped into someone else? Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll throw out a couple pieces on that. So the simulation thing, that that scares me just because it's like, what is the point of all this, you know? Um, And it could end whenever they get bored or... Yeah. So I, I forget, do you guys watch Rick and Morty? Yeah. Yes. There's that fucking that, dude that 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 scene where uh, Rick's tinkering with the little robot on the table and he puts it down and the robot's like, "What is my purpose?" And he's like, "You bring me the butter." And he's like, "Oh my god," because <laughs> he like realizes that <laughs> that's that, that's what his life is. That for me for me that's the simulation, right? It's like, what is my purpose? And like you know, some fucking higher beings like to just fucking play out these ones and zeros and then you die and there's nothing. And, you know, I mean, I guess really when you like think hard about it is is just straight up blackness as bad or worse rather than uh, than eternity in heaven. I don't know. I mean, honestly, like it doesn't this sounds very like nihilist and like pessimistic, but like, is it that bad? It's not, you know, especially if you had a life worth living. That's my thought process as of now. I can obviously, I can be changed, but I think it's when people like I talk to my wife about this. Like I think it's just going to be exactly like it was before I was born. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that that is it. I, I think that the only way that it is just straight up blackness is if all this shit is really just a simulation. I don't I personally, I don't think it's a simulation. And some people will say like, oh, well, you know, because of, like, think about uh, Schrodinger's law, right? Or the, um, you know, Schrodinger's cat. It's alive and dead. And so basically, um, just much like a, like a, a human computer, um, it, it doesn't, the simulation doesn't know what to do with information until it becomes time to be materialized until, until it's uh, measured. Right. And that's, that's when it, becomes one thing or another and so again people will say that like schrodinger's cat or schrodinger's law uh is is our is us experiencing um that that anomaly from the simulation right from us being in a simulation they're like well the reason that that photons don't know exactly where they are is because we haven't measured it. And once we do measure it, then it does know where it's at. And that's because we're in a simulation. I don't, I don't think we live in a simulation again. That could just be my own bias. And because it scares the fuck out of me. Um, I just, I don't think that we do though. There's, there's too many spiritual and just fucking wild things in this universe. I hope we don't. I just can't be convinced of anything. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, some people will say like, oh, well, you know, ghosts and aliens, those are actually just glitches in the Matrix, right? Like glitches in the simulation. No, that's not what a glitch looks like. It's just not. Like if there was a glitch, it would be like the fucking sky ripped open and then reset itself. Like that would be a simulation. Everything uh, went pixelated all of a sudden. Yeah. A um, giant fuck you Adam poster just to res out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so again, maybe it's my own bias, but I, I don't I don't buy into that. Um what 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 led to the oh the 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 karma thing um the other thing like so in hinduism uh, i know i mentioned hinduism earlier they um the, the kind of the the foundational belief of hinduism is that we're all the same being experiencing the universe through different eyes right we're all the same person um which is like the whole oneness thing right so like um, when I die, I kind of just get recycled into a new body and like, uh, we, um, Joe Carpenter, Josh, Adam, like we are all like Shiva and, you know, the other two deities. Um, and we're just experiencing the universe that we created or that, that is us. Right. Because literally everything, you know, from my little fucking vape to my shirt, to my headphones, to your jacket, it's all, it's, it's all part of the one, right? That's, that's kind of a Hindu belief. Um, and I, I, the whole reincarnation thing, I just, I don't, it, that's one, that's another one of those things where I'm just like, what's the point? Like, I mean, I get the point, like, you know, is to achieve enlightenment and, or enlightenment, not enlightenment, enlightenment, and then, you know, kind of ascend to like a level of godhood, I guess, for lack of mm-hmm. a better term. But, um, but there's been like seven people in human history that have achieved that out of like how many billions? <laughs> you know? Like, man, we got a long way to go. I, yeah. And it, it's not just it, like, you know, I, right now between the simulation thing and, and Hinduism, there's a lot of shit that I think you can take from Hinduism um, that, I, that is beautiful. And um, Hinduism is not a religion. It's not even like, a, it, it's like a spiritual belief system, right? Um, I think that there's a lot that you could take from that and apply it to the world and it fits and it makes sense and it's great. Um, and I think that you could still be a Christian or a Muslim or a Jew or um, really anything and still like believe uh, a lot of the tenets that are, that are founded in Hinduism. But um, I don't think that, that we're recycling every time. You know, this next time I might be a beetle because I was a piece of shit in this life. You know, like, I, I don't know. So I think, like, with a lot of religions or beliefs, that's used as, like, a scare tactic into mm-hmm. scaring you into being a good person. Thousand percent like, agree. Yeah, like, maybe. for instance, with us, me and my wife were both raised Catholic, but we chose not to raise our kids that way. Because we feel like the Catholic Church very much uses heaven and hell as a scare tactic. Like, oh, yeah. we're going to scare you into being good. The, the Catholic... Instead of just encouraging you to be a good human being. Mm-hmm. So what's happened over the eons is... Uh, the Catholic Church at its foundation is... is um, just like Hinduism, it's a beautiful thing. Like I, I think that there's uh, a lot you could take out of that. And if you were to practice it the right way, the way that it was intended... Um, then, then it, it is it is like a a societal changing kind of infrastructure, but it's 
what's happened is that you know the institutional side of the church has uh, kind of created this like alternate universe of its own right that's like separate and so i have to make that distinction the institution is is kind of different from the doctrine in fact in in catholic doctrine it 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 says that like anybody not just a catholic not just a christian you could be muslim you could be jewish you could be a member of the church of latter-day saints you i mean name any religion you could be that religion and still get into heaven or still go to hell but the the defining line is when you get to the pearly gates and you atone for your sins, are you sincere? Like, do you actually believe that? Are you genuinely like, uh, sorry for the sins that you created or that you committed in this material world? And if the answer to that is yes, then you get to go into the pearly gates. If it's no, then, you know, sorry, man, you got, you got to date with the devil, but, um, you to hang so, out with all the fun people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I think everybody knows, you know, the, the church is, is the institutional side of the church has hidden a lot of information and they've corrupted really uh, at, from the foundation. It, well, and yeah, so, because for years it meant power. Mm-hmm. Like during the Roman Empire, it, it meant power. Yeah. So I, for, for me personally, like the, the what, what drove me away from the church was the, was the institutional versus the doctrine. I think the doctrine is great. Um, but also, I don't like. I, I came to this point in my life where I was like, "What's the difference between me sitting on my couch and praying to God and talking to God versus going and listening to a guy at the pulpit who I don't actually trust?" And um, for me personally, like, I I'm like, I believe in God and I pray to God every single day. Like, that's not that's not an exaggeration. Um, but I don't need to go to church. To, to know that like my beliefs are grounded a higher a higher being right so yeah and I think that that's happened with a lot of different religions the Catholic Church is just the biggest I mean you see it though in in Islam too you know there's there's a lot of Muslims that are they infight because you know one sect has their institutional beliefs and another sect has their institutional beliefs and yeah. um you know they just duke it out over who believes what but even in, then inside of those institutions um you have members who who are probably more like me they're like you know i believe in allah and i believe in the prophet muhammad and um this is how i choose to believe if somebody has a problem with it well you know that's 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 their fucking problem you know yeah oh. How do you want to do these? You want to do the next one, just the same on Little Green Men, or should this be like quarterly segment, monthly segment? Well, I think we have to finish. Um, you know, I've got some stories that I'm willing to tell. I don't know if you guys have your own <laughs> stories that you're willing to tell. Um, so maybe we can use the the second part to to kind of hit that. Yeah, yeah. Let's at least do a part two of this, and I want to make this like a good ongoing thing. Oh yeah, for sure. I- I do like this conversation. Yeah. Of course. This is a lot of like, we have the same conversation quite a bit at work. Nice. It really sucks people in, I think. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, yeah. And I really like that there's no like right or wrong answer to it. Yeah, for sure. And it, make, yeah, it makes like- you more think about possibilities, not like, oh, this is definitely the right thing or 
all theory based. Yeah. Yeah. That that goes back to to me stressing at the beginning. Like I, I you know, I say that this applies to me because I'm giving my disclaimers because I, you know, I'm kind of talking about some of my personally derived theories. But I, I mm-hmm. think that all of us have that 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 same kind of system of like I don't necessarily believe that this is true, but it could be right. Right. And unless you unless you vocalize it and have the opportunity to kind of like uh, build upon that uh, I- idea architecture of like you know this is what it is this is what it could be kind of thing with other people who have different thoughts then you never really get your own answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a good chat, guys. I loved it. Absolutely. Before we this made the drive go way faster. I'm right. sure. Adam, are you done with 75 hard? Are you going to get back on it or what? Uh, I got to figure out some sort of routine. Last week because you were like, I'm doing four workouts a day for 75 yeah, days. and that's just going to fucking kill me. Yeah. <laughs> but I need to figure out some routine. I want my I want to include my wife because she's always like, oh, I want to get in better shape. And when she does work out, she's genuinely happier. Like, I can oh, yeah. tell... A night and day difference but she's so exhausted from work and kids you know mm-hmm. i'm gone more than the average dad you know i work 10 days a month but yet i'm gone 10 nights yeah so what is what is the what, like what is your diet josh for the 75 hard I'm going to make it more strict since i'm doing it with the wife she just wanted to go mediterranean diet which isn't really hard at all but i'm going probably just gonna switch to carnivore or a keto genetic kind of thing going on there's i have one day of red meat on this diet right now and it's not working for me Mm. i would be very willing to try carnivore especially if you said like you're not tired anymore like you maintain the same energy level yeah like i'm so up and down throughout the day just i did not understand fully i did not grasp fully the extent to like how much that was true mm-hmm. until i started eating carbs again and dude i'm telling you man for like the the first week of eating carbs again just every day at like noon i was just like like dude like i had the z monster beating on the back of my head and then like going back to carnivore because my body's used to it you know when, when you start carnivore you're going to have those three four or five days of the keto uh flu and it's going to suck but like once you get past that you're like oh this is actually really easy and it tastes good and yeah. i don't consider it a failure of my 75 hard that i'm making my diet much harder to do yeah that's strict. not a failure <laughs> yeah. yeah but let, let's uh let's keep doing check-ins on it joe you starting on the first um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I haven't, I haven't completely committed to that yet, but that's, that's what I'm gunning for. Perfect. I want to make sure that I can start it and stick to it. So it's, this has been a really long week. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Only like, you just look ago. genuinely happy to see us. <laughs> You've just been miserable all week until now. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> all I have, all I have left today is my ten pages. Noise. Mm-hmm. 
All right, guys. Well, all right. Drive safe, Adam, and uh, sleep Will tight, do. Josh. We'll do. All right, guys. We'll see you. <laughs> see ya. See ya.